Okay, so today we're looking at Batman number fifteen, the February March issue from nineteen forty three, probably published at the very end of nineteen forty two. On the cover, we have Batman and Robin. Batman is sitting behind a giant machine gun and he's firing it. Doesn't actually look like it's firing bullets. It's firing some sort of red laser. Even though Robin is sitting right next to Batman, feeding in bullets. Keep those bullets flying, says a little card near Batman's foot. Keep on buying war bonds and stamps. On the inside cover, we have this giant, lanky cat creature. It's bigger than a person. And it has these super weird human-looking arms and legs. It's like in the Middle Ages, how they didn't know how to draw cats and wound up drawing these cat-hybrid human-looking things. It's one of those. And Catwoman is riding on its back. She's in her signature green dress and wearing her awful, awful cat mask with her orange cape buttoned up to her chin. It's racing over the top of the buildings of Gotham City, with the ugly bat plane chasing them. Batman's standing on the wing of the bat plane, and he's going to apprehend the Catwoman. This cover is awful. There's the creepy cat creature, Catwoman's mask, and the ugly bat plane. Why would anyone ever buy this? So, the comic starts out with Elva Barr's alarm clock ringing. We see her wake up, and she looks very similar to Catwoman, but she has dark brown hair instead of black. She gets up, but she's not very happy about it, and says she has to go in the work. Before she leaves, she feeds her cat milk, not cat food, and goes and gets herself a cup of coffee at a diner somewhere. She has this bright red uniform with a very tall green hat. And all the while, she's saying things like, Hurry, 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 that's all I do. And nothing like riding a subway to make you feel small. Finally, she gets to her job, which is at Mason's Beauty Salon. Just in time, too, where she starts serving all the customers there. And we get a look at her day during work, too. She gives some lady a facial, does another woman's pedicure, and listens to all the gossip in town. Finally, she leaves looking very tired and thinking to herself that her feet ache. After a whole panel of watching this woman go about her beauty salon job, we finally get some insight from the comic. Who is this beautiful young girl who works like a tireless beaver all day long? Look a little closer. Yes, you've guessed it. The Catwoman. But what does the daring queen of crime who has stolen countless fabulous jewels doing at an ordinary job? Guess we'll have to find out. But not before Bruce Wayne. Because several nights later, her beauty salon is having some sort of beauty contest where all their workers dress up and go before the judges. And one of the judges is Bruce Wayne. When Elva Barr comes up, all the judges are super impressed. They call her a knockout, but all Bruce Wayne thinks is, that can't be Catwoman. He watches her throughout the whole contest. He's all, don't tell me she turned over a new leaf. I don't believe it. At the end of the contest, he's the judge picked to go give out the results. And the winner is, of course, Elva Barr, 
Catwoman. She says to another person there that Bruce Wayne is pretty handsome too. He gives her whatever gift she's supposed to get, but in his head he's only thinking, if only I could read your mind, Catwoman. But oh no, the drama. Elva Barr has mistaken Bruce's confused staring for love. She's all, my heart's fluttering. I'm falling in love. And he seems interested in me, too. Oh, no. And lest we forget, Bruce Wayne does have a kind of girlfriend. Miss Linda Page, who has dyed her hair yellow. She reads in the paper that Bruce Wayne is giving away some beauty contest, and she's all, so that's who Bruce Wayne considers beautiful. Well, I don't think she's so hot. And back at home, I don't think Bruce thinks she's very attractive either. He's just confused. He's all, I can't for the life of me figure out why she's working at that beauty salon. While he and Dick have a very normal breakfast of cereal and milk. And oh, that is a nice window they have their table under. Dick advises him to go out and do something about his suspicions. So he decides to go that night. But we get to find out before then. We see Elva Barr back at her job working diligently. This time she's putting some sort of mud mask on a woman. She's all, there now, this will do wonders for your complexion. But this time we get to see her thoughts. And she's not just working at a beauty salon. She doesn't have amnesia and has forgotten who she is. No, this is all a ploy to do crimes. She's all, this woman doesn't know I've put a special ingredient into this mud pack, so it'll harden. I'll be able to get an exact cast of her features. Full disclosure, I've never had a mud pack, but I feel like you wash those off. You don't pry them off like clay masks. Later, she's doing another woman's hair while the woman rambles on and on about stuff in her life, and Catwoman is all. The more she talks, the more I learn about her habits, and the little dictaphone in the arm of the chair will give me a perfect reproduction of her voice. A dictaphone is just an old-timey voice recorder. So now we know that Catwoman is truly planning crimes and being evil. But Batman doesn't know. That's why when she walks out of her job that day, he trails her to find out. This time, he actually tries to hide behind buildings to watch her instead of just following five feet behind in full Batman costume. They follow her off towards the subway. She's gonna catch it home, but before she does, she stops and talks to this pitch man who's out on the street selling little Batman Robin marionettes. She thinks they're very impressive, as they definitely are, and decides to buy one. Hiding behind the building, Robin's all, Look, the Catwoman even has a soft spot in her heart for us. She must have reformed. But when she hands her money over, Batman sees not only money being handed to the pitchman, there's also a note. And while she goes into the subway, he packs up all his Batman and Robin toys and walks off somewhere. Batman's all, she passed that guy a note, let's follow him. They follow him for a couple minutes until they get to Joe's bowling alley. They stop in front while the guy is still walking in. I take back what I said, Batman. You're still terrible at following people. And Batman explains the plan to Robin. And in the next panel, just as the man from before is settling into the bowling alley, Batman and Robin come in. Batman's looking for dead shot Mike. He's all, where is he? And all the guys there are like, what? Batman and Robin? Dead shot Mike? We'd never heard of that guy. 
Batman storms up to the guy that Catwoman handed the note, and he's all, You're dead shot, Mike. He grabs him by the collar and lifts him up. The guy is terrified. He's all, No, Batman, you've got it wrong. I'm Jim Jones. Look, I even sell your toys. You think Batman licensed those toys? I'm not one for material goods, but I might want a Batman marionette. While Jim Jones is distracted by Batman holding him off the ground being terrifying, Batman slips one of his gloved fingers into Jim's pocket and pulls out the note. Note in hand, he turns to Robin and is all, Maybe we're wrong. Robin, phone the police for an exact description of dead shot Mike. Robin takes the note and is all, Check, Batman. But in his head, he's laughing. He goes, What a name, dead shot Mike. Ha, our plan is working. Deadshot Mike is a pretty silly name. But you seem to forget that most people you fight have silly names. I mean, remember the dumb? Robin goes outside to call the police, with Batman still holding the guy Catwoman's been talking to. Meanwhile, behind him, two thugs who were talking to the guy Batman's holding before are whispering to each other. One goes... Come on, here's our chance to get Batman. And then he picks up one of the bowling balls, turns around, and slugs it at Batman. Those things are really heavy. That's pretty worrying. But he doesn't hit Batman. He actually hits the guy Batman is holding when Batman turns him around and shoves him in front. Goes ugh as the bowling ball hits him right in the face. Batman, that's gotta be a serious head injury. You better take that guy to the doctor before he develops a secret evil personality. Evil-er personality. Batman's not having any of that, though. He decides to exacerbate this guy's head injury, and he throws him straight at the guy who just threw the bowling ball. They skid down the bowling lane and hit all the pens, making them go flying. Looks like Batman got a strike. He's very proud of it, too. Two strikes at one time, he says, and without the aid of a ball. But what he doesn't see is another guy coming up from behind the clobber him with another bowling ball. Luckily for him, that's just when Robin gets back and he punches the bowling ball out of the guy's hands. Then he goes over, he's all, Batman, no, this guy isn't dead shot Mike. Dead shot Mike has a scar on his face, the police said. Batman's all, oh, we made a mistake, mm. Too bad. He and Robin go leave the bowling alley, and as they go, Batman turns over his shoulder to say, Sorry, fellows, but you should have waited a moment longer. Then there wouldn't have been a fight. Uh-huh. Batman, you absolutely started this. Once Batman and Robin get outside, Batman asks what was in the note. Robin tells him that it said to get ready for action at the Maypoint wedding tonight. Batman's like, all right, I guess we'll go there. And of course, Catwoman is headed there too. She sits in front of a giant mirror in her secret lair and holds up a bunch of different faces. She decides the best face to put on is the one of Grace Arnold, the society editor for the Globe. And she'll make sure that Miss Arnold's car accidentally breaks down. So that night, the Maypoint wedding is on. It's a very nice wedding. There's a giant tent set up with a fountain and a bunch of shiny pottery. Some guy looking at them says they're worth a fortune, so I think we can assume that's what Catwoman's planning to steal. 
Just before the wedding starts, at the entrance of the estate, Miss Grace Arnold comes in with a bunch of her photography men to set up the equipment. The wedding goes on, the bride walks down the aisle, and through a tunnel of men holding swords. Meanwhile, the photography men that have come with Grace Arnold have set up their big boxy cameras to take pictures. The wedding's so distracted that no one notices Grace Arnold slipping away, but they sure notice when Catwoman comes back in her signature orange and green regalia with her creepy cat head to rob them of their pottery. She goes over to all the guards and is all, Now we'll shoot this scene our way. And the giant boxy cameras fall open, revealing that there were guns inside. All the pottery guards back off, but that's when Batman and Robin swing into the scene. They knock down all the thugs immediately, including the one who's not dead shot Mike. Catwoman's all, Batman, after him, boys. He won't stop us. But Batman absolutely does stop them. There's a big fight. Robin drowns someone in the punch. Batman throws someone into a bush. And finally, he winds up pursuing Catwoman. He catches her by the top of her cape and stops her before she can run away. She's all, you, you always spoiling my plans. Oh, I hate you. That was maybe not phrased as well as it could have been. He goes around to hold her by the shoulder, but she just rips off her cat mask. She's all, all right, Batman, you win. But I wish it had been different. I wish, oh, what's the use? And Batman, who cannot stand a pretty woman looking at him in the face, goes, what do you mean? And she looks it up at him and she's all, Batman, I'm in love. In love with a fine, decent man. You've probably heard of him. Bruce Wayne. Batman probably has a heart attack. He's just like, huh? In love with me? Catwoman continues to expose it. Oh, if you'd only let me go, Batman. If I knew I had a chance with him, I'd give up my life of crime. Batman's so shocked, he's turned into a shadow. He's all, well, hmm, I wonder. Maybe she's really sincere. What a spot for me to be in. Batman, you have a girlfriend. Her name is Linda Page. We just saw her earlier. But Batman apparently does not remember he has a girlfriend. Instead, he accidentally trips and falls over. He's all, oh no, I tripped. I guess... I guess I can't help it if Catwoman escapes. And she runs away. Great, Batman, you fell for it. And Robin comes running in just seconds later. He's all, Catwoman's men got away. And hey, she's getting away too. Batman's like, hmm, yeah. Looks as though she is, doesn't it? <sighs> Batman, you're useless. Robin also thinks Batman is useless. He just calls him useless in a nicer manner. What's gotten into you, he says. But... Batman's just like, nothing, Robin, nothing. Only I think perhaps we may be getting rid of Catwoman for good soon. You have no idea what you're talking about, Batman. This was definitely a trick. But actually, I am wrong. It's not a trick. Over the next few days, Bruce starts courting Elva Barr. And she actually seems to reciprocate. There's a big panel of them doing different stuff, like having dinner together, dancing, going on horseback rides. I don't think those are Bruce's horses. His house isn't big enough to store any animals. After just a few days, they get engaged. 
Bruce, you have no idea what you're doing. It's published all over the papers. And that's how Dick finds out. Bruce does not even tell him. He's like, Bruce, you can't do this. Elva's Catwoman. What's gotten into you? What about Linda? What about us? But Bruce just lifts his head extremely high in the air and looks down his nose at Dick. He's all, patience, you're too young to understand these things. Oh my god, Bruce, sometimes I think you are too. What have you told Linda? I know you're only kind of dating, but you should have told her something before your engagement got in the papers. I don't care if you've told her you want to break up, or if you tell her that you're dating Catwoman now. Just tell her one of them. Well, Bruce might have no idea what he's doing, but it's actually going kind of okay for him in the Catwoman department. Because that same day in Catwoman's hideout, she tells all her men that she's going straight. Not Deadshot Mike is all. That guy Bruce Wayne isn't in love with you. He's sweet on Linda Page. Everyone knows that. Except for Bruce, apparently. And Catwoman, because she slaps him. But this plants a seed of doubt in her mind, and she thinks that Maybe he's right. Maybe she just is a silly fool for falling in love with Bruce. Linda undoubtedly feels worse, though, after she sees in the newspapers that Bruce has gotten engaged to someone else without even telling her. She's all, I thought Bruce loved me. Oh, I hate him. I hate him. I don't care who he's engaged to. Bruce, I didn't come here to read about your love life drama. Linda Page might hate Bruce, but she's still a little curious about the person he's getting engaged to. So, the next day, she goes to Elva Barr's beauty salon. She is a customer, she has some appointment for something, but mostly she's come to check out Elva Barr. Linda's like, she's beautiful, right? But there's something about her that reminds me of a sleek cat. And Elva Barr, secretly Catwoman, is doing just as much investigating. She's all, so she's come to look me over. Well, that's very nice, but it gives me an idea. I'll make one more cast of Linda Page. I'll become Linda and find out from Bruce if he loves her or not. That's a terrible idea. You know he's just going to say whatever it takes to placate Linda to keep her from getting mad at him. And that afternoon, Linda Page, secretly Catwoman, goes over to see Bruce. She's all, I wanted to find out personally if you're really engaged to that girl. You know, Linda should be coming here saying the same thing. And Bruce is all, no, no, I mean, listen, Linda, please, understand. I'm doing a favor for Batman. He asked me to do this. Just trust me, Linda, my engagement won't be long. Then he thinks to himself, just long enough to get Catwoman going straight. But of course, this isn't really Linda, and she feels really betrayed. She's all, so he doesn't love me. He loves Linda, and he's just doing this because Batman asked him to. Oh my god, Bruce. How does your love life wind up so bad with just two other people in it? You are not going to have a girlfriend at the end of this comic. Catwoman, dressed as Linda, decides to put on a big show. She's all, never mind, Mr. Wayne. I am leaving, fool that I was. Then she thinks, this is Batman's fault. He wants to reform me? Well, I'll show him. Bruce sulks back to his house where he finds Dick reading in this giant chair. Dick looks up from his book and is all, Hey, Linda called me about 15 minutes ago to congratulate you, Bruce. She said to tell you she was at the beauty salon and saw your fiancé. And Bruce is all, what, Linda? Great, Scott. 
Now I see it. My plan was spoiled. That was Catwoman with me, and he snaps his fingers. Meanwhile, Dick has no idea what's going on with Bruce's love life. He's like, look, explain it to me. I'm too young to understand these things. So Bruce does. He gives Dick the whole summarization of what's going on, ending with Catwoman coming in wearing Linda's face. Dick's all, phew, I'm glad to hear you're not in love with her. She knows that now, though, so watch out. And indeed, Catwoman is taking some petty revenge. That day, she commits crimes all over the place. Three different newspapers report on it. And Bruce decides they're gonna have to do something about her. But the thing is, she's actually completely disappeared after talking to him. Even Elva Barr. But what Bruce doesn't know is that Dick has actually been working on this case too, kind of on the down low. And he might have some news soon. But he's not gonna tell Bruce yet. Too young am I. I'll show him, he thinks to himself. And in the next panel, we get to see what Dick's been up to and how he's planning to find Catwoman. He's been working at that bowling alley he and Bruce were looking for Deadshot and Mike in. And eventually, who comes in but Jim Jones, one of the guys working under Catwoman. It is implied that Dick follows him and learns something, but we don't get to know about it till later, when Dick starts dressing up in his Robin costume for no reason at the Wayne house. Bruce is all, where do you think you're going? And Dick's like, oh, just after Catwoman? I suppose you can come along too. Although you might be too old to understand this sort of thing. Oof. Bruce isn't having that at all, and he puts Dick over his knee and threatens to spank him. But he doesn't actually, because Dick tells him what's going on before then. Apparently, he's heard Jim Jones talk about the Fairview Pet Show, and he thinks there's going to be some sort of job pulled. Bruce is all, all right, well, Catwoman must be taking someone's place, and maybe we will too. So, later that day, we get to see the Fairview Pet Show, where there's a whole assortment of exotic and expensive pets. The first one we see is a parrot that keeps saying naval things like, Blast the steward, and anchors away. A captain's brought it in, and he says it repeats everything he says. I don't see anyone who Batman and Robin could be disguised as. But we do see Catwoman in disguise. We don't get her persona's name, but we are told that she's a well-known animal lover. However, she's given herself away by taking a bunch of thugs that aren't even a little bit in disguise. Batman and Robin are disguised much better. Batman's dressed up as some sort of security, and Robin's dressed up as maybe a guide or something? I can't really tell from his uniform. Batman is looking around for Catwoman, and Robin is mocking Batman because he's been standing next to a penguin all night. You might think we're after him instead of Catwoman, he says. But after a little while, they're able to identify her because of the thug she brought with her. So when they pull out guns and she puts on her freaky cat mask... Batman and Robin are able to easily take down her thugs just seconds later. They get into a big fight with guns involved, so you'd think they'd be endangering a lot of animals. Robin's the only one who seems a bit concerned, though. Eventually, Batman and Robin are pinned down behind a little stage that the dogs are on. Until Catwoman's thugs hear from behind them, Adam, men, Adam! They turn around to see what men are coming at them, but it's just the parrot. 
It's a mutiny, he screeches. Adam, men! And that gives Batman and Robin just the opening they need. Go beat up the rest of the thugs. Once Catwoman sees that she's beaten, she starts running away. She runs out of the room with the dogs in it and into the room where some cats are. They must have escaped their little box during the fight and are running around on the floor. And irony of ironies, as Catwoman runs from Batman, she trips over a cat and pitches to the floor. Batman stands her back up and takes off her mask. She's like, you're the one man who always wins. Well, you can't say I didn't try to go straight. Batman's all, I'm afraid you're hopeless, Catwoman. There's only one place where I'm sure you'll go straight. Prison. And so Catwoman is sent to prison. And Bruce is just left hoping that Linda will forgive him. Yeah, Bruce, you're bad at love. You should stop trying. Dick thinks that Linda will forgive Bruce, but he's not so sure about Catwoman. The end.